Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today we talk to David Kindlin of Epion, whose company helps organisations to leverage technology to manage HR and employee benefits. Kindlin believes that the days of ping pong tables and free office snacks are behind us. Now employers are must look to provide their workforce with tangible benefits to support their health, well-being and performance as the pandemic continues. He believes it's more about access to mindfulness and meditation apps, health insurance, online coaching and more. David Kindlin, co-founder of Epion, HR platform, I suppose, best way to describe it for, for, for businesses and HR departments. You recently uh, launched a new platform for helping companies manage things like benefits very easily. But what I found very interesting about the time you announced it was you were talking about how basically people are now, or employees are looking for different perks and different benefits. The days of beer fridges and ping pong tables are gone to be replaced by things like paternity leave if you've got a new furry friend or, you know, more things that mean more to your life that, that actually have a tangible benefit. T- tell us about your findings and, and what's happening out there because right now we're still in this strange, um, you know, world of like, are we going back to the office in September? Are we not? Everyone seems to be up in the air. But what has changed about how we look at our lives and our our, our our remuneration, I suppose, and, and, you know, the perks that come with a job. Yeah. Okay. Well, firstly, John, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to, pleasure to be on talking to you today. Um, yeah, look, there's been a huge change uh, around the, the, I suppose, the, 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 the benefits offering that employers are providing because, you know, a lot of employers who do provide a lot of, um, a lot of benefits to their staff, they're office-based. So whether that's lunch sitting in the office, whether that's, as you mentioned, ping pong tables or beer fridges and stuff like that. You know, you can't, well, if someone's working from home, they're not going to be playing ping pong by themselves. So send a ping pong table across the country to someone to uh, to set it up at home. It's not, it's not really, it's not really viable. So uh, employers have gone out and they've looked for, you know, as you said, more tangible benefits that people, you know, that make, make a difference to people's lives. And obviously during the pandemic, one of those was all around mental health. Uh, and it was the ability to, to help engage their employees to get them away from the computer, to make them do something different because, you know, we're all guilty of it. And even myself, you know, spending 16 hours a day in a, in a bedroom at home um, with, with, with my wife and, and three small kids running around the place as well. Um, you know, it's, it, it's difficult. You're, you're in that space. It's, it's, it's trying to give you something to do. So there was a lot of stuff, you know, everything from online um, health and fitness classes to yoga classes to, you know, mindfulness, sleep apps, all those different types of things that employers were looking for to access to roll out to their employees. And is that like, I mean, one one example of a company I knew, I covered it in Galway, they purposely gave their employees um, vouchers to spend in local restaurants in the area as a way of boosting the local economy and, you know, um, obviously, you know, rewarding their staff and, you know, bringing back some of the social life that's kind of gone uh, from, that went in the pandemic. But that, that, that kind of flexibility, is that the kind of platform ability that your platform allows that people can say, OK, well, you know, could be one for one voucher, could be, you know, uh, DNA testing or, you know, bin collection, all these different ways of kind of saying, well, you're just going to make your life a little easier than, than you know, the usual, uh, you know, uh, what, what would have gone on in an office. Yeah, so I suppose what we do, John, is we're 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 a HR we're a HR tech uh, platform uh, with a very slick integrated employee benefits offering, uh, which is all to do with. So you know, when people talk about employee benefits, they always think about pensions, healthcare, life insurance, income protection, and they're they're what I refer to as your insured benefits. 
But then you've all the other benefits that employers can provide. And, you know, pre-COVID, you had your travel saver tickets, um, you had your bike to work schemes, you, you know, you had all those other uh, facilities that employers could provide to staff. But again, the administration behind rolling that out to your team can be quite cumbersome and timely, time consuming, I suppose. So what we've done is we've built out a platform that actually helps that. So the administration function behind it. I mean, if you have 100 people and you want to roll different benefits out and you want those benefits to be relevant to the individual, you know, someone who's in their 20s is going to have a different outlook than someone who's in their 50s. Yeah. So you have to cater, you have to cater for the change in demographic. And, you know, so, so somebody's in their 50s heading towards their, you know, their late 50s. They're looking at what's my pension going to do for me coming out the far side of, uh, of my working career. And then someone in their 20s is looking, kind of going, I just want to travel and see the world. I want someone else to pay for my beer and what's on the menu for lunch. So catering for all of those needs can be really, really uh, time consuming if we're using Excel spreadsheets and and someone is trying to piece that together. Mm. So we have built a full flexible tool within the platform that helps with everything. It does payroll reporting so you can see how much has to be debited from people's salaries if it's not paid for by the employer. So if it's paid by the employee, you need to be able to run payroll reports to be able to make sure that the correct amounts are debited each month. So I suppose that, that that's what our that's what our technology does. Uh, it does all the HR, it does all the nice HR stuff as well. So everything from kind of you know your time and attendance through to your document management, through to your you know onboarding, offboarding, uh, your annual leave, um, and, and all that kind of cool stuff too. You, you you hit on a very interesting thing though that that there's a kind of a generational divide in terms of our expectations. So I'd imagine a lot of the insured benefits would definitely apply to a certain generation, as you say, nearing retirement and looking at things like health issues and making sure they got health insurance. But you're also increasingly you're hearing about, you know, all kinds of different trends emerging from the world of work from the point of view of uh, the younger generation. So a lot of people like in the States are talking about a lot of people just simply leaving their jobs and because uh, they've just had a totally different perspective on life after after COVID. But at the same time, in Ireland, we know that, say, people in their 20s and 30s have a very different economic situation that we our generations would have had previously and so there's you know the, the, the kind of things that you can offer them that would make their lives easier and, and better are going to be very different to what someone in their 50s would want and and are you seeing those kind of generational trends inform what what your employers are offering yeah we are and, and look i suppose a lot of it's been led by kind of you know companies coming in foreign direct investment coming in from the us and the uk you know larger larger companies in that space um the changes, I suppose, have been they've been driven by the employers, but they're also been driven by the employees. The employees want choice, mm. you know. Just because you know, just because the insurance industry says that you should provide your healthcare, your life, your disability, and, and your pension, that you know, again, that twenty-year-old, and I'm, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Of course, they should. I mean, you know, I've I, I've been on the other side of the table when the checks have to be produced for the income protection claim or the debt benefit, mm. you know, or, or even people going into retirement. So I've, I, I've seen it from that side and good planning and, you know, good employers provide those benefits as a given, but it's all the other stuff that the employer can provide. And, you know, by, by, by grouping, by grouping people together, you can get discounts on things. So, you know, discount clubs and, and stuff like that, or, you know, providing nice benefits that people will actually enjoy, that's what it's all about. But that, it all forms part of your of, of your package. So I suppose one of the things that we've seen over the last couple of years is where employers are coming along and they're actually providing employees with an allowance. So they might turn around and say that you've got a fixed benefit amount of X and it's up to you to decide what you want to spend that on. Now, 
just as a, as a word of warning to employers, there are some ben- there are some benefits to doing that. There are also some tax uh, implications for doing that as well, depending on what the money's been spent on. But it's it it is an idea, and again, it's giving the employee the choice as opposed to saying to them, "There's your benefits, and just get on with it." We're saying. Here's some benefits. So, you know, and, and some of these employers are giving those benefits, but then the allowance is sitting there. And if one of the employees is in their 50s and they want to throw the entire allowance into their pension, they can do it. Because that's the thing. I remember, um, you know, over the years, you know, you, you see a lot of different workforces. You know, you might see a, generation, a generational gap in those workforces and some companies might want to be kind of down with the kids and they might offer a whole lot of things that you know let's just say an employee in their 40s or 50s might find well that's fine for a hipster in their 20s or 30s but that doesn't really appeal to me that whole generational gap is, is quite an interesting one and I think that flexibility to kind of be more relevant to someone's time of life is, is, is quite important what are the more unusual ones that you're seeing like I mean not unusual but rapidly becoming usual like you mentioned their paternity for example or DNA testing Paternity leave. So we've we've actually we've a couple of employers have have adopted the whole paternity piece, and it's just it's additional leave that's uh, that 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 could be taken by employees in and around their, their caring for their 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 precious pets. Um, you know, so whether it's a vet visit or if they need time off because their their, their pet has passed away, it's it's just additional leave that doesn't come out of their annual leave and doesn't impact them in any uh, in, in any in, in any I suppose monetary way. Um, you know, we're seeing we're seeing other types of uh, weird and wonderful benefits, things like sock subscriptions. Um, you know, subscriptions to publications, whether it's you know magazines or um, you know online subscriptions for, as I said, mindfulness apps or sleep apps. Um, you know, because historically, well, not historically, it's where it was twenty years ago. But you know, pre COVID, a lot of employers would provide things like gym membership. Hmm. And you know things like gym pass. You know you could take you you could subscribe to gym pass, and there'd be gyms in the city you could use. And if you're living in the suburbs, you could use the gyms in the suburbs and all that kind of stuff. So, you know that that all went out the window when COVID arrived. So you know all of a sudden it was like, well, what do we do? So we have to replace it with something. So uh, to be fair to the guys in gym pass and all the other um, providers of these benefits, they all had to pivot. They all had to think outside the box. So they all came up with some very creative. Uh, creative ways of doing things. Um, you know, some, something else we've seen one or two employers do, like bin collections. They pay for people's bins, uh, bin collections, um, that, that type of stuff. So there's, you know, they, they, we have an employer there, they have, about, they have about 38 different benefits listed on the platform that employees can choose from and spend their allowance on. Some of them are very creative, some of them are very clever, um, and, and so, some people mightn't like what they provide, some people do. It's It's... I suppose it's, as the old saying goes, it's horses for courses. And tell us about Epione itself, or Epione, sorry, I keep, on, I keep on accenting it, but Epione, t- t- tell us about the company itself, how it came about, and, you know, the the, the range of services you provide, because you guys uh, have, uh, I, I, I kind of allude to it as a finger in a lot of pies, but you're not just a typical software company, if you ask me. Yeah, no, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I suppose back, I suppose we go back to the beginning. Um, so my, my, my background is employee benefits. I've been working in the employee benefit insurance program space for 20 plus years um, and you know going into a pitch to pitch for the employee benefits business for an employer and uh, the brand over the door was never as big and as powerful as the big consulting firms that are out there and I'm talking about the Aeons, the Mercers, the Willis Towers Watsons so if you were ever up against those guys it was very hard to compete because you know it was just you know it was it was a few, there was a few of us on the team you go in you pitch and you know nine times out of ten you'd lose the big guys if you were up against them 
So I wanted to stand out from the crowd. And I said, well, one way of doing that is by bringing technology to the fore. Um, talking to existing customers, talking to you know people that are new in the, in the HR space. Uh, I was asking questions around what kind of technology are they using to manage things like their benefits as well as their HR function. And what we slowly identified was the big gap in that mid-market where they didn't have the they didn't have the deep pockets to go off and pay for you know the the, the big tech providers in that in the HR space. And again, talking about you know the workdays, the the SAPs, the Oracles of this world, a lot of smaller companies, and I'm talking companies with kind of you know two thousand people and below, they didn't have the the you know the, the huge bank accounts to be able to go and spend that kind of money to get a platform that was fit for purpose. But what they could do is they could go and they, they could get a piece of tech over here and another piece of tech over there. And then the problem was they didn't talk. So you could have your HR tech, you could have your benefits tech. There was no kind of central source of truth. So we said, well, let's build one. So that's where I suppose Epion came from. Um, I have two co-founders, uh, Neil Fallon's based in London. Again, Neil is a, Neil's an employee benefit and insurance guy for a uh, little bit older than me, so he's he's twenty again twenty plus years experience in the game, and then the third co-founder is Ernest Legrand, who's actually uh, based in the United States. Uh, Ernest lives in New York, and um, Ernest is ex IBM. Ernest is all about the technology. So the three of us came together, and uh, we decided over many conversations to 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 to, to put Epion on the map and and set up and, and see if we could get some customers, and uh, thankfully it's it's worked out for us. So. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we we took our first client onto the platform in January 2017, and uh, and we haven't looked back since. Very good. And just uh, just a final uh, question, really, around the um, you know what you're seeing out there, because everybody from the start, I mean, as I said in the start of the conversation, was you know nobody's really sure what they're coming back to or when they're going back. But what are the what are the key things that you think will change? Like from 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 your vantage point. Seeing, seeing how companies are changing, how organizations are changing. What do you think it'll all be like? Uh, what do you think the uh, remote working, hybrid working, you're talking about some companies like Apple are doggedly insisting people come back into the office. I mean, they're saying three days a week, which is still sounds quite hybrid to me. Where you think it might play out when, when people come back to the offices? What, how, how will it be? I, th- I think it'll be a hybrid approach. Um, mm. and, and I think, I mean, this, 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 thing, this thing isn't going away. I mean, you know, you see the evidence coming out in the UK and in, in, in Israel and places like that, where even the fully vaccinated people are still getting COVID. Uh, they're not getting a sick, but they're still getting COVID, mm. which means they're going to be sick, which means they're potentially going to pass it on to others. Um, I suppose what the, the conversations we're having with some of the companies that use our platform, um, you know, we, we've over a thousand companies using the platform between Ireland, UK, Australia, and we have a handful in the US. Um, and, and some of the conversations we're having with those guys is they're looking at trying to split their teams in to be able to rotate. So really putting them on a roster so that, you know, you're, you know, yourself, myself, John, say we're on the same team. We'll work, you know, a, a Monday and a Thursday and a Friday in the office. But then the following week, we'll do the Tuesday, the Wednesday and the Thursday or, or whatever the case might be. It'll swap around so that you don't have a cohort of people who end up getting Mondays and Fridays off all the time. Uh, and, and when I say off, I mean working from home. It's not that they're off. It, it just would seem unfair, you know, that mm. there would be people working from home on a Friday um, as opposed to, so they'd mix it up a little. So the conversations we're having with some of the employers is, you know, adopting the hybrid approach and then trying to put it into some sort of a roster so that you don't have all your team in the office at the same time to try and mm. rotate it to keep them separate because if you have a mix of look everyone come in on a couple of days a week 
you're kind of cross-contaminating potentially there that then the office is closed for a couple of weeks due to an outbreak or whatever the case might be. So we're seeing some of that. But genuinely, my belief is, is that, you know, if you, if you asked me kind of, you know, two years ago, would the world be able to work remotely? Um, I would have said we should give it a crack. Um, mm. <laughs> would it have worked? Well, COVID has proved that it does. Uh, you know, and again, like that, that, that can't be applied to every scenario. I mean, look, we've got great people out there working, frontline workers, and it's not just the hospital people. We're talking about people in food production, you know, people in security, people doing, you know, all sorts of yeah. di- different types of jobs that actually have to turn up physically to be present for their job to be carried out. And they've worked all through this. Um, you know, but the amount of offices that are out there that, you know, were overcrowded, I, th- I think are going to be paired back a bit. And I, I, I do, I personally think that the hybrid model will be, uh, will be, will be embedded across the, across the globe. And how do you think workers themselves will look at work? Because a lot of the time, at least for the last century or last couple of centuries, what you did was part of your identity. So the banker wore a pinstripe suit, the dog, you know, the teacher looks, you know, there was a certain assumption about how you worked and how you carried yourself and all that kind of thing. And now you're in a situation where people are kind of going, well, at least I'm getting the sense that they're, they're, they, they want their work to go around their lifestyle how they live but at the same time I don't see any let up and people want to be well remunerated for what they do in fact particularly the software world the, the, the salaries are just going through the roof it's it's, it's frightening actually how much they're going up uh, and then there's all kinds of questions what that will mean in terms of just uh, access to talent and will people will people be able to command these lovely salaries and work in you know wherever they want that's that, that supply and, and demand, John. I mean, look, at the, at the moment, you know, because everybody is, well, not everybody, but again, companies are trying to embrace technology uh, in a big way to make sure that their teams can work remotely and that they can mm. do things. And that, that has that has a knock-on effect to the, to the tech world where, you know, supply and demand, there's this huge demand for tech people because mm. the people are investing heavy in the, in the tech space. So that, that's going to happen. But... You know, I mean, I've in my, in my in my career to date, but uh, you know, between my I've traveled, I've, I've traveled extensively over the last couple of years. You know, I've I've met people in London who do a two-hour commute each way um, into the city of London mm. because they want their they want their family to live in that bigger house down the country somewhere. But they're doing they're doing a four-hour commute. I mean, you know, that individual could probably afford to take a bit of a pay cut to actually work full-time remotely and not actually have to come into the office because they wouldn't have that expense of traveling in on the train every day. Um, you know, I, I, I do think COVID has made people realize that there's, there, there's more to life than getting up and just working until you, until you drop at the, at the, at the, at the far end. Um, and, and, you know, me, me included, as I said, I've, I've been running around the world for the last couple of years and over the last kind of 18 months, I've, I've, I've spent a huge amount of time with my wife and kids and it's been great. It has been great. It's, it's one of the positives that's come from COVID mm. is, is the fact that we are forced to sit still, um, you know, and instead of running around like headless chickens. So, um, yeah, it's been it's it's been good. And I think that would be probably one of the most tangible benefits of all, being able to have that work-life balance. Ultimately, I think that would be the, the big win. Yeah, huge. I, 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 never, I never thought I'd be, I'd, I'd drop my kids to school as often as I could. Uh, get up in the morning and you know jump in the car and fly out the road drop the kids off to school it was great um you know but historically I would, ne- I would never have had that chance because I'd have been I'd have been in the office at seven o'clock in the morning I'd be out in Dublin airport at four o'clock flying fl- flying to London on a, on a six six thirty flight so you know it, it was great great to be able to do it you know very good well with that David thank you so much for your time that was really good and uh yes you heard it first or before you guessed it 
paternity, you know, benefits like bin collection, your, your, your tangible benefits are, are, are more, more important to people as we, as we emerge from this pandemic. So thanks very much, David. Thank you, John. <laughs>